Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, February 6, 2024. Stand up for your country. Remember the cliche, honesty is the best policy? Uh, the nuns drilled that into our heads when I was in grammar school at St. Bridget's on Long Island. And uh, it's true. If you can be honest throughout your life, you'll be way ahead of the game. Fortunately, we don't have an honest society anymore. Uh, our politicians, not all of them, but many of them are blatantly dishonest and our media is flat out corrupt. And this is very vividly on display with the border situation. So it's no surprise this immigration bill is not going to get passed. We went over it yesterday. It's a bad bill. It's a weak bill. All right. There's no reason to pass it. If you can't do better than that, Wait till a new administration comes in in uh, November, because this is not going to solve any of the problems. Now, I'm a simple man. You know I'm a simple man. Probably too simple. But here is my essential question, and I've asked it. Who does this bill help? Does it help you, the American taxpayer? Does it help your family? Who does it help? You see, we elect people to do two things, to protect us from criminals and forces overseas that would hurt us, and to provide a society where we can pursue happiness. What does this do, this, this bill, this monster bill, 370 pages, who does it help? And I have asked that question now. I asked it on News Nation last night. I've asked it to a number of my liberal friends. Nobody can answer it. Nobody. And 
If you cannot answer that question in any bill, it shouldn't pass. Simple analysis from a simple man. All right, let's advance the story. And that's the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So tomorrow, the Senate is set to vote on whether this immigration bill gets advanced to the floor. Don't know what will happen, but it doesn't really matter because the House of Representatives is not going to vote on the bill, according to the Speaker of the House. All right. There are already 23 senators who say, look, we're not supporting this. So there are 77 who are considering it. 60 are needed to advance the bill to the floor of the Senate. Um, In the meantime, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson says, look, there's just no way. And he's got a variety of excuses, Johnson does, why they don't like the bill. Some of them are valid, some of them are not. There are some good things in, in the bill. One of the bad things in the bill is that Ukraine aid and Israeli aid from the USA is tied into it. That should never happen. Never in a million years. Those should be separate votes. And I'm going to get into that with President Biden coming up later on the broadcast. Now, here's what you need to understand. So far in the three years Biden's been in office, three years and a couple of weeks, the United States government has spent $451 billion dollars on migrants in three years. And that doesn't count the state and local expenditures. So they've got to be another 50 billion. So that takes us up to a half trillion dollars, at least on migrants, on foreign nationals coming here. We have to pay those taxes. We, the working people of America. A half a trillion dollars in three years. That's insane. Nobody does that. No country on earth comes close to that. It's raise a tax, raise a tax, raise a tax, and then throw away a half trillion dollars. Now, you think I'm a mean guy for saying throw away? None of this had to happen. Because Biden knocked out the remain in Mexico policy which allowed people to apply for asylum in the USA, but they had a way to Mexico or their home country, which is a sane way to do it. That's what Trump did. Okay. Now this bill would add at least $20 billion more. So now we're creeping, slouching up to a trillion dollars on this. We don't have the money. So taxes are going to have to go up everywhere to support this insanity. Now, the bill, if it had stopped it, would have been worth doing. All they had to do in the bill was say, we're going to suspend all asylum claims, all, for six months. Nobody can ask for asylum in the United States for six months. So we can reorganize our judicial system, which is backlogged now three to five years, our border patrol system, our computer system, our housing for migrant system, we need that time to reorganize. That should have been first thing in the bill. And then the other things 
the good things could have then been listed. I would have supported a bill like that. But this one doesn't have any suspension. It just adds layer upon layer of bureaucracy that, believe me, will not solve any problems. The problems will mount. So that's why I don't support it. Plus the fact that it doesn't do anybody any good, as I said. Now, you can get better legislation. The House can write a better bill, putting in the suspension for six months. On the top of it, they can do that tomorrow. Johnson, the Speaker of the House, should be working on it now. Don't be Dr. No. Say no to a bad bill, but say we're going to make it better. Because we do need immigration reform here. Absolutely need it. All right. Now, I don't know whether they're working on a better bill or not. I don't know. And that's a memo. So let's get some reaction to this. Um, I believe that this bill was put forth by Senator Schumer, the majority leader in the Senate, who wants to keep that position in November to give Joe Biden cover. Because everybody knows this whole immigration mess, all half a trillion dollars of it, is Biden's fault. Biden keeps saying he doesn't have the power to stop all of these asylum claims. Yes, he does, by executive order. Trump's remain in Mexico wasn't passed. It was an executive order. So Biden's not telling the truth. What a shock, right? Okay. First soundbite is Nikki Haley. Go. The part that I don't like about the bill, it doesn't require remain in Mexico, which is very important at keeping them from coming on U.S. soil in the first place. And I don't like the 5,000 limit. We don't want anybody to come in. We can't say only when 5,000 people have crossed the border. They need to stay there. They need to figure this out. They need to adjust it, amend it in any way that they can. And they should not leave D.C. until they get us a border bill. And no, we are not waiting until the general election to do this. That's a fairly intelligent statement, I think. Second one is uh, Fox News, which, uh, as many people know, is kind of a confusing place these days. Roll it. But here's here's the problem for you guys. Uh, The Border Patrol Union came out and the acting CBP chief both came out and said they're not it's not perfect. But this is the best thing we've seen in decades. So are Republicans going to say that the Border Patrol Union and the acting CBP chief are wrong? Well, look, they can have their perspective, Steve. Uh, And we've got a lot of respect. It's their jobs, Tom. All right. So Mr. Ducey's role now is to counter um, what the conservative thought is on legislation. It's by design. There's no question. I know Ducey. I mean, I know the system. And uh, the operation, Fox News, feels it needs to have some dissenting voices and not be in lockstep with the Republican Party and Donald Trump. So that's what you just saw there. And it's been going on for a while. Okay. The third one is MSNBC. And I'm only using this to show you how insane things are at NBC News. Go. You have... The Speaker of the House, 
who claims that the Bible guides him. We got claims that the Jesus, I guess, must have told him. I don't know. I didn't read this part of the Sermon on the Mount, but to gain power by lying, to gain power by pushing the big lie. As Liz Cheney said, he was the chief proponent of the big lie. He didn't believe it, but said, I need to do this ghost to get close to Donald Trump. And so he's now going around lying on, I've seen enough. This bill is too liberal. Is that going to be I've seen voice? enough. I don't really have to say anything about it. I, I mean, what they put out every day. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Okay. The New York Post is highlighting migrant crime. And there's plenty of it in New York City. You know about the police officers who were attacked in Times Square. Now the uh, cops tell us 14 migrants attacked two police officers. Um, We'll get to that in a minute, the details, because some of them have been caught in Arizona. But the New York Post uh, is highlighting migrant crime. I want to know about migrant crime. I live very close to New York City, but I understand that you can demonize migrants by doing this. So most migrants, as we know, are peaceful and they just want a better life. They're not all terrible people. Only a few of them are terrible people. But those terrible people shouldn't be here. We have enough of our own terrible people. And there's no vetting. There's no vetting at all. Biden just goes, yeah, everybody comes in. Anybody who can say the word asylum in either English or Spanish or any other language, come on in. Come on in. We're not vetting you. We don't really care if you're evil. So, um, the 14 involved, there have been 
A one is in one out of the 14 is in custody. Five were released, Nobel, New York City. And they picked them up in Arizona, but they won't tell us who they picked up. They should, they being uh, the Arizona authorities. So right now they're in the custody of Immigration and Customs Enforcement, which is good. You take them out of New York City because they're never going to get uh, prosecuted under Alvin Bragg, which is a scandal beyond belief, and put them in the federal system. <clears throat> now, they'll deport them eventually, but they'll come right back. They'll come right back. You think the cartels are going to lay down even if this bill was passed? It's not going to be passed, but even if the bill were be, you think the cartels are going to, come on. <laughs> they just figure out ways around it. Too much money. Okay, I want another perspective from a guy who uh, has been working this for got to be 25 years. I used to have him on the O'Reilly Factor, and now I've had him on the No Spin News a number of times. Stephen Camerata is the director of research for the Center for Immigration Studies. Um, okay, Border Patrol Union says, good bill, we ought to sign this bill, we need this bill. You say? Um, I, I can't speak for them, but it doesn't seem like the bill does the things that we need. It has all kinds of other things that are kind of a democratic wish list. And I'm not just talking about Ukraine. I'm talking about other things like increasing green cards. But it also puts into uh, legislation and law policies of the Biden administration that have greatly accelerated illegal immigration. So it seems very counterproductive. But I'm assuming what they like is, you know, more resources for uh, the Border Patrol. It's more spending, more hiring, that kind of thing. And bureaucracies usually favor that, regardless of the underlying policy. And that may be what's going on here. Again, well, the thinking is this, is this is better than the chaos we have now. Anything is better. That's the thinking. Um, did you read the bill, Steve? I have reviewed the bill and spoken to people who are attorneys who've gone through it piece by piece. Okay. So I've read big what, sections of it. So. In your opinion, and we got to keep this simple because people can't possibly understand 370 pages of bureaucratic, uh, you know, uh, what is the most egregious part of the bill to you? Well, it's extraneous stuff. Why would you give out a whole bunch more green cards? What does that have to do with the border? Why do you allow uh, a policy that's being, here's a great irony, there's a policy that's being uh, challenged by 20 attorney generals that is letting what are called asylum officers, who often are not lawyers or anything, basically grant asylum. This is a new thing the Biden administration essentially um, created, including the, the attorney generals who are challenging it are from Oklahoma, where Senator Langsford's from, and also from uh, Kentucky, where um, the majority leader is from, the minority leader's from. Um, so we have a situation where literally they're putting into law a policy that is being challenged in court because it's making it so easy to get asylum. In it, but the, probably the most egregious thing is the stuff that everyone's focused on. The border doesn't, quote, get shut down until we get a consistent day after day, like a week of 5,000 new border encounters. So in other words, we have to get up to the record and then we, quote, shut it down. But keep in mind that that doesn't even happen because even when it's shut down, and remember the president doesn't have to shut it down, but he has the he can if he wants, we're still supposed to process 
1,400 illegal immigrants and release them presumably into the United States. So we don't have a use. There's a thing called expedited removal. Let you send people back quick. We have a requirement for, say, asylum applicants to be detained. That's being ignored. So we're not using expedited removal. We're not going to be um, sending people back quickly. We're not going to detain them. We, as you point out, we had this sound policy remain in Mexico. We got rid of that. We got rid of the migration agreements we had with sending countries. Um, so what this essentially is, is kind of, look, here's the thing about the Democrats. And this is not a, character, uh, a mischaracterization or a caricature. Their position is everyone in the developing world has the right to apply for asylum in the United States. And if the system is overwhelmed, they should be released into the United States. Right. Now, just so well, you know. That's certainly the Biden administration yeah. say. That's the position. But in the bill, let me play devil's advocate. There are new provisions for getting asylum. And they are, you got to prove that you couldn't move to another part of your own country for safety. You got to prove that you couldn't go to another country, which they can't because they're all marching through Mexico. You're already in another country. So it makes it harder, at least that's what it says in the bill, to get asylum once you get a hearing in the United States, which could be anywhere from three to eight years. And, that, and that's not going to lessen, even if they put in more people to adjudicate it. This is just too many right now. But yeah, two, two quick in points. the bill, One it tightens up what asylum, what the qualifications for asylum are. A, those provisions are already in the law. You can take into account as an, as an immigration judge whether the person could relocate <laughs> in their own country. You can, but they're not doing it. No. The, the other thing is you already have it in the law that if a person travels through a safe third country like Mexico and then comes here, they're really country shopping. They're not fleeing for their lives. And remember, that's what asylum is supposed to be. So right. there's no reason to believe that the Biden administration would implement something that's already in the books, even if the wording has slightly changed. They still want to let asylum officers play a role in this system of granting asylum, something that's never happened. They were only supposed to be there to weed folks out. In other words, we have all the provisions or most provisions are already on the books and they're not being enforced. There's no reason to think that saying them again, in effect, would have that much effect. And remember, sure, the if they're not going to be enforced and under a Democrat administration, whether it's Biden or Michelle Obama or whoever, um, yeah. the word is going to go out. Let them in. OK, final yeah, question. Final question here. Biden is lying, in my opinion, when he says, give me the authority and I'll shut it down. Now, you've been doing this a long time. Trump's remain in Mexico policy was an executive order, correct? Yes, but we had to negotiate it with Mexico. Right. Well, I don't care about Mexico at this point. So if Trump can do a remain in Mexico policy, where you couldn't come to the United States and wait for your asylum hearing, could not, okay? Biden can do the same thing, right? There's no reason he couldn't, right? That, that's right. a fair point. He could use expedited removal right now. He could use so detention. We could resign migration agreements, yes. And everybody in the media knows he's lying and doesn't challenge the lie. That is really serious. 
Right. I mean, the coverage of this without explaining to people that the border was largely under control. It is not the case there was a massive economic deterioration or massive new political oppression in the world, including in Latin America. That's not what caused this. Sure, America's richer. Life is better here. Oh, but yeah, that I mean, was look, true in 2019. That's not Kamala Harris it. knows it's the root causes, though. She'll explain all that. And, you know, Steve, I don't mind the 50,000 more green cards a year. I don't. Because there are industries that need labor in, in the farms and in the service industry. I don't mind that as long as it's legal. But this thing is totally out of control. We appreciate your expertise, Steve. Thanks very much for helping us out. OK, President Biden, another rough day. Uh, he attended a reception in recognition of Black History Month. OK, I, I would have attended it, too. That's a good, worthy thing. But that's it. That's all he did. Um, debate. Now, I've told you, and I hope you believe me, that President Biden's not going to debate anybody. We can't. He's not mentally fit enough to do a debate. So Trump knows that. And Trump goes on a radio and says this. Go. I don't think he's yeah. going to run. But I'd like to yeah. go for immediately debates. I'd like to debate him now because we should debate we should debate for the good of the country. All right, so Trump wants to be, you don't want to debate Nikki Haley, Trump. It's a debate Biden. And here's what Biden said in reply. Go. The President, Donald Trump said he's ready to debate you right now. Do you accept? He said it on radio. Pardon me? He said it to immediately. Immediately? Yes. Will you debate him? He might want to debate me too. He got nothing else to do. I don't know if I'd be talking about nothing else to do, holding a big milkshake. And uh, according to his schedule, he hasn't done anything in about 10 days except raise money. But I don't want to nitpick. Anyway, if you are holding out hope of a Trump-Biden debate, not going to happen. And I could be wrong. And if I am, you can all make fun of me and we'll play the tape. Who was there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet.
Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, the uh, head of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, is going to get impeached. Um, And the vote could come at any time. As I said, we tape in the late afternoon, so it might be tonight, might be tomorrow. Who knows what it's going to be? Two Republican House members say they're not going to vote for impeachment. Tom McClintock, California, Ken Buck, Colorado. They don't think it's worthy effort. Okay, I don't care. Uh, It's symbolic anyway, uh, because even if the House passes impeachment on to the Senate, no way the Senate's going to convict Mayorkas of anything. You need two-thirds of the Senate to convict. But I want to just keep you up to date on what's happening. All right, so as you know, I wrote uh, a message on this uh, of the day. Go to BillOReilly.com. Each morning there's a message. It's free. You don't have to do anything. You just read it. Column is free on Sunday. We have lots of free stuff there. Um, Biden's not going to do an interview with CBS. Um, who uh, That network loves him. Been exceedingly kind to Joe Biden, CBS. Why? Because the management is liberal of CBS. You know, I I worked for CBS. I worked at Channel 2 in New York, WCBS, and for Dan Rather. Now, back then, Bernie Goldberg was a compatriot of mine. They were liberal, but they weren't out of control liberal. Now, I looked at the roster the other day. I can't find one conservative presence on CBS. Not in the morning. Certainly not Colbert. Um, The evening news. ah, I don't see anything, anybody on their roster who's conservative. Nobody. Okay. So why would Biden not do the Super Bowl, pre-Super Bowl interview? Why? Millions of people are going to watch. He can say whatever he wants to say. The interviewer, whoever it would be, Nora O'Donnell or uh, Gail King, uh, you know, whoever they pick, not going to go in and go after him. So why wouldn't he do it? Because his staff and wife don't believe he has the mental capacity to sit there and do an interview. He could say anything, as we reported yesterday. And so that's not going to happen. So, of course, Trump uh, throws a social media thing out. Quote, crooked Joe Biden has just announced he will not be doing the big Super Bowl interview. A great decision. He can't put two sentences together. I would be happy to replace him would be ratings gold. Donald Trump. Now, seven years ago, how ironic is this? I did the big Super Bowl interview with Donald Trump. We have it posted on BillOReilly.com, the whole thing. But I'm going to play you the big splash of the interview. Go. Do you respect Putin? I do respect him. Do you? Why? Well, I respect a lot of people, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get along with him. He's a leader of his country. Uh, I say it's better to get along with Russia than not. I have no idea whether or not we're going to. I had a very good conversation with him. I spoke to him, I guess, twice. He congratulated me one time, and then he, after I won, and then he congratulated me, called to congratulate me for the other, meaning the inauguration, which was a great success. And we'll see what happens. I think that 
Look, if we can get along with Russia, and if Russia helps us in the fight against ISIS, which is a major fight, and Islamic terrorism all over the world, right. major fight, that's a good thing. Will I get along with him? I have no idea. He's a killer, I though. Won't. Putin's a killer. A lot of killers. You got a lot of killers. Well, you think our country's so innocent? You think our country's so innocent? I don't know of any government leaders that are killers in America. Well, take a look at what we've done, too. We've made a lot of mistakes. I've been against the war in Iraq from the beginning. Yeah, the mistakes are different then. A lot of mistakes, okay, but a lot of people were killed. So, a lot of right. killers around, believe me. You mentioned ISIS. And I'm not, I'm not apologizing for Putin. I don't know Putin. I'm not apologizing for anybody. You guys going to meet, I'm by the saying, way? Do you have a meeting? I guess at some point we'll meet. But I'm just saying this. Getting along with countries, not just Russia, is, is a good thing, yeah. not a bad Got thing. Got it. Okay, so I can't believe seven years went by that fast. Today, Putin's back. He's back. He's back in Ukraine. He's back in American politics. Nothing's changed with Putin except he's gotten more aggressive and he's killed more people. So, as I just said, Ukraine aid and Israeli aid is tied in with the border bill. A border bill goes down, which it will, then you don't have Ukraine and Israeli aid. Why? Don't put the two together. Vote on Ukraine aid separately, and then Israeli aid separately. Okay? But Biden's putting this farce, that's what it is, out there. Go. If we don't stop Putin's appetite for power and control in Ukraine, he won't limit himself to just Ukraine. And the cost for America and our allies and partners will rise. For those Republicans in Congress who think they can oppose funding for Ukraine and not be held accountable, history is watching. History is watching. A failure to support Ukraine at this critical moment will never be forgotten position of the MAGA Republicans can be characterized by the New York Times headline. First, and this is the headline, it reads, Trump first, Putin second, America third. Okay, so, you know, I told you at the top of the broadcast, honesty, you know, let's go, all right? It's ridiculous. Remember Spiro Agnew, those of you who were around uh, in the Vietnam era, vice president for Nixon? He was the attack dog, right? And then he, he was a crook, right? He took money and he got booted out of there. Um, Kamala Harris now, they're setting her up to be the attack dog in this campaign. Roll the tape. The former president openly talks about his admiration for dictators and has vowed that he will be a dictator on day one. Understand what dictators do. Dictators put journalists in jail. Dictators suspend elections. Dictators take your rights. And as the great Maya Angelou once said, when someone tells you who they are, believe them the first time. Well, the former president has told us who he is. And it is on us, then, to recognize the profound threat 
He poses to our democracy and to our freedoms. What a bunch of garbage. Trump said, hey, I'll be dictator on day one because he's going to sign a bunch of executive orders to reverse the Biden policies. Not that he's going to put people in jail. She knows. Well, I don't even know what she knows, but it just goes back to honesty. It's ridiculous. But there are people who go, yeah, oh, geez. Smart life, getting up in the morning. Okay, the morning's the most important part of the day. I know you heard it, but it's true. And uh, I was looking at some websites, and they're giving you all kinds of tips in the morning. And most of them are just foolish, dopey stuff. But it's, it's worth to, for a smart life to do certain things. Number one, when you get up, whatever time that may be, ease into the day. Don't you know, pop up like a little jack-in-the-box. And before you go to bed the night before, if you have stuff you have to do in the morning, write it down on your dopey phone or on a piece of paper so you know. Because in the morning, it takes about a half an hour to focus. Now, if you're blasting the coffee down, the caffe- you'll get a little caffeine lift, but that's not really mental clarity. Okay? So ease into the morning. You don't, just number one, ease into it. Then you pick up the pace a little bit. And depending on what you have to do, and you'll know what you have to do because you wrote it down the night before, right? Now, I don't watch TV in the morning because it just drives me nuts. I mean, you could watch all the networks, all the cable. You and I will learn one thing between the hours of 5 and 10. You're not. It's just the same, whatever they're doing, I don't know. But I don't watch it. I do read the newspapers. I get newspapers delivered. And I read the, uh, a couple of the aggregate uh, websites because I got to know what happened overnight. And I listen on the radio to the CBS World News Roundup, which is pretty straight. All right. But I have my information thing. Then I eat a little breakfast, not a lot. Okay. I got my whatever I had Irish oatmeal, blueberries. English muffins, I do put a little butter on it, a little jam once in a while. But I'm not, not the heavy cholesterol, bacon and eggs, once in a while. But I want to be lean and mean here as I zip into the day. But think about the morning. The morning is very important for you. Okay, this day in history, uh, February 6, 2008, the Bush administration justifies waterboarding. Remember that? Okay. So the New Yorker magazine breaks a story, a reporter named Jane Mayer, that the CIA is torturing whatever captured jihadists to get information by putting cloths on her head and dumping water because that uh, stimulates a feeling of drowning. All right. So the Bush administration says, no, no, it's legal. Um, on the record, the president didn't say it that day, February 6, 2008, but later he did roll it. Why is waterboarding legal, in your opinion? Because the lawyer said it was legal. It said it did not fall within the, the Anti-Torture Act. I'm not a lawyer. And, uh, but you got to trust the judgment of people around you, and I do. You say it's legal, and the lawyers told me. Yeah. As simple as that. Now, uh, Barack Obama knocked it out. But here's the kicker. 
Obama got bin Laden in Pakistan. Remember? Biden was against that raid, by the way. I just want to remind you, this is all in killing the killers. The locale of where bin Laden was, was gleaned from a captured jihadist who underwent waterboarding. Quick break. We got the mail and we have a final thought about me and Mike Wallace. Okay, let's go to the mail. Mark, concierge member. Mark gets direct access to me. We hope everybody checks out concierge membership on BillOReilly.com. Mark says, hey, Bill, you said in your memo that the majority of Americans have had it with President Biden. Okay, if you say so. But if that's true, how is he getting near 50% against Trump? Because people don't like Trump. That's why. You think anybody's supporting Biden? It's all an anti-Trump play. Glenda, the American people, other than progressives, want the border closed. Shut the border and they will quit coming. I think we should have a massive protest in the country demanding the border be shut. They tried that in Texas at Eagle Pass. It didn't really coalesce. No, we're not seeing protests against the open border. Dennis, at some point, Bill, can these perpetuating fraud be held accountable? No. Politicians are indemnified from any of that, or else they'd be sued every single day. Uh, William, thank you for the good, concise analysis of the border security bill. You're welcome, William. That's why we are here. That's why I hope you invest your time with us. We will always tell you the truth. Mark Ritter, Philadelphia. Bill, I have a few questions. What happens to a country when its government is so corrupt it forces the governed to rebel? Are we getting closer to that point? Look, you want to rebel against the government, you can peacefully protest. You can move. Americans can go anywhere they want in the world. Um, I, you could run for office locally, whatever, whatever, a variety of ways. But there's not going to be a violent insurrection in this country. Not in our lifetime. Not going to happen. Uh, Jerry Oldham, the Clackamon, Louisiana, Cajun country. Mr. Bill, if the governor of New York can fire Bragg, why can't the governor of Georgia fire Willis? He can. There are mechanisms in Georgia to get rid of Fannie Willis. I mean, you know, I don't know what they need down there, but you can. David Ware, Hallsville, Texas. I was wondering if you could provide some feedback. I have twin daughters turning 13. My wife wants to take them to New York City to celebrate their birthdays. I don't like the idea because of the crime. Your, your ladies will be fine. Make sure they get a good hotel. Make sure they take tours of the city. Make sure they're not wandering around at night. If they want to go somewhere, you get a car, you go. But it's not like I wouldn't send anybody to San Francisco. But New York, but you got to get a good hotel, and you got to get tours. You don't want to be wandering around yourself. Louis Crescio, Raleigh, North Carolina. My auto and home insurance went up $500. I took the smart life tip called Policy Genius, and they saved me $500. There you go, Policy Genius. 
We're here to give you smart life tips. That's what we do. Okay, Confronting the Presidents, you can pre-order. We will not charge you until the book is shipped. It's out September 10th, and you will like this book. I think it's my best one. Word of the day, do not be pawky, P-A-W-K-Y, pawky. And those of you who are premium and concierge members, don't forget the discounts you get. So if you want to buy Killing the Witches, any of the, we bundled our 13 books, all of them, you get big discounts. So there's gift giving, you know, I don't know if you want to give Killing the Witches on Valentine's Day. It depends on who the lady is. But um, you get my drift here. Take advantage. Take advantage of your discounts. Get really good stuff as gifts. And don't be pawky. Back with a final thought in a moment. All right, here is the final thought of the day. First, I want to give you the address. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name and town, please, if you wish to upon. I got some good letters I have to, I can't read because I don't have identification on them. All right, so there is a, a documentary. I watched it last night. Um, I, I, can't, I don't even know what network I watched it on. It's a whole bunch of networks. It's called Mike Wallace is Here. Okay? Now, you may know, because I have said this, that I believe Mike Wallace is the best broadcast journalism ever. Was the best. He's deceased now. I had a very good relationship with him. And um, he was on The Factor. Uh, I was on 60 Minutes. And uh, I had dinner with him from time to time. I'm telling you, this guy was brilliant. So brilliant. And he and Peter Jennings were the two that taught me the most. So the documentary, I'm in the documentary. Very flattered to be in it. I'm in it. Uh, If you get a chance, Mike Wallace is here. Well worth your time. Tomorrow we're going to run my Super Bowl interview with uh, Barack Obama. Not the whole thing, but the part that's relevant today. And then Thursday we'll run my second Super Bowl interview with Barack Obama. Same same thing, but all three are posted on BillOReilly.com if you want to see the toughest Super Bowl interviews in history. Because all three were. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News tonight. We'll see you tomorrow.